First, you will need a fire with which to burn. Then, you will need a garden in which to bury. List the items as you toss them into the flames. An old watch returned to you with a new face. Several books, non-fiction, whose margins are filled with notes that alternate handwriting. A conversation orbiting the text until it is irrelevant entirely. A necklace. Not a style you would have chosen, but worn nonetheless. The pendant warped and worried beyond recognition. A ring. Untarnished. Various receipts. A forgotten coat. A goodbye letter unread. When you are out of items, toss the list in as well. Burn to the ashes, allow to cool. Use your shirt as a basket to carry the ashes out to the garden. Spread the ashes and rot evenly across the garden to the best of your ability. Then, start over. Uh, welcome to Spindlewheel Stories. I'm Sasha, your game designer. You can find me on Twitter at Sasha underscore Rinell. Um, and joining me today is Erica. Uh, hi, I'm Erica Shepard. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Fading Roots, F-A-D-I-N-G-R-O-O-T-S. You can also find my games at uh, FadingRoots.itch.io, uh, and including my game I'm the most proud of at the moment, <laughs> Exodus, uh, about sad trans angels on the run in a fascist dystopia. Uh, it's one of those happy games that bears no resemblance to reality. <laughs> It's just a nice little escapist session for you and your friends. Exactly. Yeah, it's one of those games. And yeah, you can find that at fadingroots.itch.io slash exodus. It's extremely good. You should check it out. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you. uh, Today, we're playing Spindle Wheel. We're playing the festival version of the game. Um, If you're interested in playing this game or you want to follow along, you can find all the rules and all the cards and everything about it um, at tinyurl.com slash spindlewheel dash open beta and print and play the whole thing for absolutely free. So uh, a couple of housekeeping things at the top. We'll be using the X card. This is a safety measure. If anything comes up that makes you uncomfortable in any way, or you just don't want to play with it during the story, uh, you can either, because we're playing online, um, type X in the chat, or say, hey, can we X card this? And we'll come up with something better. But if you're just unsure of what to make of a card, read it to the group and ask for suggestions. Other people can make proposals, but only the person playing the card can define it. You can also discard cards using the X card. That's also a purpose for it. The other thing is bleed. Spindle Wheel is inspired by tarot, which is especially suited for self-reflection. Tabletop games let us project ourselves into fantastical stories. Spindle Wheel is a combination of both. As a result, it's easy to project yourself onto the cards, which can lead to bleed. This is not necessarily a bad thing, but it's something to be aware of, since the deck might deal unexpectedly dark cards. Take care of each other, and don't be afraid to discard cards if they don't fit the tone of your story. We will also be using check-ins periodically, um, but you can call for a check-in at any time. This is to uh, sort of review what happened, revisit the details, and revise as needed. Uh, Spindle Wheel is a living document, and these changes will do nothing but improve it. So don't don't hesitate. So that's all of that. Uh, so... Thank you. We should get into how to interpret a card just as a as an introduction. I don't I don't think you've ever played Spindle Wheel, so this is useful. I have not. I've heard it played, but I have not played myself. <laughs> cool. um, though I have read some like tarot, you know. 
Oh yeah, perfect. So, um, so I, I, but also that's mostly when I say red tarot, I mostly mean drawing the cards and then immediately googling to see what Google says they mean. <laughs> yeah. Um. So like, you know. Well, the handy difference with spindle wheel cards is that it says it right on the card. Um, and I and that which, is brilliant. Which I'm, makes it I'm tarot for dumbasses. If you don't remember what <laughs> what the three of cups is i have a deck for you the three of cups let me tell you that is the one card i absolutely know what it means oh shit really you just happened to go with the (laughs) one huh the one of the three maidens dancing together in a circle each holding their full goblets overflowing oh oh is that what it is that's what it is that's that's legit all right that's fair (laughs) Sorry, go on. Well, for 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 those of you listening who do not know what the Three of Cups is, perhaps investigate. Um, all right. So I've drawn a card here. The game's fundamental verb is interpretation. To interpret a card, you need two things: the card's idea and its context. Each spindle wheel card has a text that evokes a particular idea. The upright and inverse on a spindle wheel card are different. Sometimes they're diametrically opposed. Often they're two sides of the same coin. So the card that I have here is Spinster, a recluse obscured by obligation, rootless and deficient. And the other side is an affable hermit, a professor lost in thought. So a card can be a, a person or an event. It can be an attitude or a physical object. Pull as much or as little from the card as you need. You can cite as much as the entire card or as little as a single word. A card's context is how it relates to the story. You see, I've I've laid out a bunch of cards here. The context is basically like Boone. What helps the core? That's the context of the of the card that's on that spot. Um, Got it. And once once these cards are in your hand, the context will will be up to you. Basically, you can use a card to describe what you do, what you say, what details you add to the scene, that kind of thing. So, but that's for later. Uh, what's important is the thing is is that you can do whatever whatever you want with a with a spindle wheel card. Um, take whatever ideas sing to you, and yeah, that's that's that. Um, so first we will interpret the world together. So I'm gonna flip these five facets, which are core, vein, boon, desire, and plan. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. I'm so glad we're going loud first. Um, oh boy. So our core, the heart of the situation, the dominant driving force, our upright is laughing mimic, a common bellows turned from furnace to songbook, and our crossing is Roman candle, shock and awe, sound and fury, a mask slipping to reveal fangs, or glory and glamour, a dazzling display, a garish firework. And the crossing complicates the core. Oh boy. <laughs> um. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Common bellows turn from furnace to songbook. So to me, what that most evokes... Oh, what movie am I thinking of? Um, City of Lost Children. Hmm. Uh, with, um, um... Oh, the guy who played Hellboy. Have I just forgotten his name? Ron Perlman? Uh, Ron Perlman, thank you. It's whole, like, weird, dark aesthetic includes a hurdy-gurdy player who can control fleas with his music i don't know it's straight it's a weird movie but yeah, I, I can believe ron perlman is, is in that yeah what's funny is that it's a french movie and he didn't speak a word of french and had to learn all of his lines phonetically great so um i'm i'm picturing that all like that sound that 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 hurdy-gurdy that cranked like speakers on a cart, almost. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just an it's an image. It's not a heart of a situation, maybe yet. But 
that's how you get there, right? Mm-hmm. That's how you start. Um, and combining that with glory and glamour, just a dazzling display of garish firework. I, I'm definitely leaning more towards uh, glory and glamour than shock mm-hmm. and awe. Mm-hmm. Like, not exactly traveling minstrels, because that's a little too. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. There's... What do you th- what do you think of a stone soup situation? Where like, so like the kid's story of stone soup is these two soldiers roll into town and everyone like boards up because they don't want because it's like the middle of winter and they don't want to spare anything for these two assholes. Um, and so what the what the two soldiers do instead is they they put some rocks in in a big pot with some river water and they start boiling it and are like extremely excited about it um and and people are like what the fuck and so they come out to to find out like what they're doing and they're like oh we're making stone soup and they're like man this is going to be so good with like just like a little bit of carrots just like a little bit just like a couple and then people are like i have carrots i'm going to go get these and, and and contribute these to the pot and then by the end of it um everyone's like feasting over this this stone soup that has a bunch of actual food in it and it's like for for everyone in the, in the town Excellent. No, I, I'm with that. I'm with mm. it. So, like, what if what if this is, like, not exactly a... Well, maybe, like, who knows, but, like, a spirit that, that descends on people who are otherwise not, like, musically in- inclined? And this sort of, mm-hmm. like, f- this this festival just sort of springs up out of, like, almost nothing, based on whatever people like, have to hand. Like a traveling fair, but it's not traveling. It just happens. Yeah. It's an outbreak of fair. Uh, yeah, an outbreak of fair. Now there's okay, okay. <laughs> I'm with it. Um, mm-hmm. and it's all glory and glamour. Mm-hmm. God, there's probably you know some aspiring chemist comes in and is like, hey, watch, and some literal garish fireworks. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Right? Like, every year, there's some kid who's like, hey, and everyone's like, okay, everyone stand back. <laughs> um, is it, question is, oh, does it, tra- does, even though it just springs up, does it still travel from place to place, a different place every season or every year? Yes, I'm really into that. Um, like, and nowhere is really sure which of the local towns, which of the nearby places will be next. Mm-hmm. Like, I, tradition dictates there's a cycle, but no one knows what it is until it happens. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. So we should interpret the rest of these cards. Um, yes. Uh, as as a reminder, you can flip these cards if you want. Like, don't don't feel um, uh, bound to the upright. Um, so I'm I'm actually going to do that here. I think with bad blood, which is our boon. Because um, mm-hmm. the upright at the moment is vitriol swallowed back by shame, a trap's jaws rusted shut, um, and I think that to drink from the same poison cup as your enemy is Ooh. more is better for this instance. Um, yes, and I have an idea. The whole it's the whole town. Everyone, yeah. No, please go ahead. I, no, finish your sentence, please. <laughs> No, I mean, I don't know if I had a rest of the sentence. Just if the whole town is in this spontaneous fair together. And after all, the whole moral of the stone soup, um, you're all making soup from the sta- same pot. So Yeah, it's true. <laughs> ah, to drink from the same poison cup as your enemy. Okay, okay. What I'm, were you going to say? I'm sorry. I'm also kind of intrigued by as your enemy. 
being like right this happens when maybe maybe the pattern here is when when negotiations happen that's when this this festival springs like when Ooh. um when when you sit to to share a drink with your enemy then this happens maybe or vice versa mm. the festival is when it is time to Ooh. share a drink with your enemy i like that better that's good i like that very much it's huh. is that when it happens hang on hang on let's look at bane yes uh Right hand, the lieutenant, right hand of power, loyal failure, the weak link in the chain, or what does that say? Impartial emissary, solver for hire. Mm-hmm. Um, loyal failure, the weak link in the chain. Okay, what works against it? Mm-hmm. Oh, if we flip it uh, to the impartial emissary, solver for hire. The festival happens when the tension in the community boils over. If the ten, if the community isn't, doesn't have that tension boiling over. If the, te- if, if things are quiet, if things are solved, uh, and mediated, mm-hmm. then, you know, who needs a festival to break bread and drink with your enemies? Yeah. Or things are like kept tepid or just don't change. Yeah. I mean, it goes where it's where it's it's needed, right? Like, right. And like, I I don't want to straight up say it's mystical. Like, I'm not <laughs> sure how that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If it if it it happens where it's needed, yeah. So the desire, what the core wants most, is chasm, a dry well, a winding corridor, a gasp for breath, or a long drop, a yawning canyon, a sinkhole. This is interesting. A dry well, a winding corridor, a gasp for breath. Oh. Oh! Is it the festival is a blessing and a curse? Mm. It it uses up, everyone uses up what they have. Yeah. And that's what brings the whole town together afterwards, after everyone has tapped their cellars dry and you know has brought up all of their preserves for the season to mm. and that's what bring like it's good for the community it's health like it's healthy to bring that all out and and break bread with your enemies uh, you know unless you've poisoned both your cup but <laughs> um but but yeah at the same time it it depletes everyone's stores it mm-hmm. brings everyone together through the hardship after too yeah absolutely M- maybe part of that part of that is like a a dry well like we've we've tapped the extent of our of our ire toward each other and like either like we've come to a, resol- a resolution or we've t- we said everything we intend to for either we've found common ground or there's a chasm between us that will stay yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I dig that. And the plan, how the core intends to get its desire, is vampire. The upright at the moment is a legendary monster, cold-blooded noblesse, a parasite, but I like vitality to the dying, life to the dead, vengeance to the wounded. Ooh. That yeah. Feels, that feels right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. That's okay. that's the celebration right there. <laughs> Here's the question where we get into like how magical this actually is. Is life to the dead literal? I think when people say, oh, this year will be a celebration to raise the dead, mm-hmm. it's a saying, but <laughs> okay. it, but there's still stories about, but no, but you realize, like, it has happened. Mm-hmm. I remember my great-grandpa told the story 
about yeah. how his great grandpa was there at the great raising of you know like i don't know we can answer that question now but <laughs> i i love existing in that like folk magic space of like no magic is totally real but also are we gonna see it mm-hmm. i think that that's very good and like i also think when we know we'll know when we see it <laughs> right yeah 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 yeah. so let's let's read the three fates next picture these as a glimpse into the history of the world um so Cloth- clotho is the root of the world's current state his grandmother's ring an old grudge a tepid piece oh i was hoping i was so oh. hoping that this oh. card would come up in this game mm. yeah uh-huh <laughs> It sure is. Uh, yes. Maybe that's the, um, hmm, is that the root of the ceremony, or is that the root of this particular instance of it? This, like, um, this town. An old grudge boiled over after two- it's been a long time since Mm -hmm. the festival has come to this town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They keep saying, maybe this year will be our year. This year it might- this year it really might be. Um, and it's overdue. Mm Mm-hmm. If the festival comes when tensions boil over, this is an old grudge and a tepid piece that has simmered too long, right? Yeah, perfect. Lachesis, the current state of affairs. His witch, a sharp tongue, a cruel sense of humor, a bottomless bag of tricks, or a tight-knit coven, a negotiated power beholden to only you and yours. So my instinct is mm-hmm. to lean towards a tight-knit coven. Mm-hmm. A sharp tongue and a cruel sense of humor seems like it fits better with what we have. Mm, but really? I think so. Like, if we've got an old grudge and a tepid piece, mm-hmm. then it would make sense to me that the way those little bits of tension release are, you know, a sharp tongue and a cruel sense of humor. Yeah. Playing bad tricks on each other. Mm-hmm. But... But I really like a tight-knit coven, a negotiator power beholden only to you and yours. What do you think? Yeah, I think the sort of provocative side of this card is going to be more instrumental to bringing the festival. I think a tight-knit coven would be, at least in the in the context that we've sort of built, of trying to get this conflict to bring the festival to it. Um, this would be people sort of doubling down in their own communities. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's it's factional at this yeah. point. Um, okay. So do we want? I, I guess that's that's sort of a, a question of scope, right? Do we want to focus on, in on individual jabs between like neighbors, or do we want to look at sort of the the town as a a larger entity? I kind of like looking at like what does this one street? What do these like two neighbors in this town who are on different sides of this? But yeah. Like, our garden's a butt, you know? Yeah. Our... <laughs> it's one long row of, of garden. There's just, a, and there's a line somewhere in the middle, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, in, you... I'm into that. So, so, a sharp tie, a cruel sense of humor, and a bottomless bag of tricks. We're on different sides. We still have to live next door. So you get that. Have you ever had a neighbor who you didn't, like, hate, but you would still, like, do little spiteful pieces of. If you're going to leave your shit in my yard, then I'm going to... Absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. But like Whittier, a sharp tongue, a cruel sense of humor, a bottomless bag of tricks. Yes. Okay. The Atropos, the common held belief of what's to come. Um, oh! Jesus! 
Okay. Siren, a strangled scream, a klaxon wa- uh, wailing in the fog, a message scrawled in blood, or, oh, what does the other side say? Uh, a warning unheeded, jagged stones mistaken for safe harbor. Oh. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's a lot. I'm, I'm, again, I'm, in, I'm leaning for the inverted, which is jagged stones mistaken for safe harbor? That's what we all think this town is going to come to? Uh, yeah, or like... this street is going to come to? <laughs> That's what this street is going to come to. Like, here's, um, the, here's the thing. Either either you balance the confrontation right and you actually get a festival or you get a bloodbath. Uh-huh. Like, Oof. and are there, like, rumors throughout history? Like, oh, you know, if the, when the festival goes bad... Yeah. Scary story to tell around the campfire of that one festival year. Definitely. Oh my god. If it's been that long since our last one. Right, yeah. How did the last one... And, like, the the tradition is, like, to have these often. All of the other towns in the the county or duchy or wherever we are. Mm -hmm. Every other town has had at least two festivals since our last one. Oh god. Um, yeah, some of, but some of the older ones in the village still talk about what happened last time, mm-hmm. and they say if you don't listen to us, <laughs> don't party too hard. <laughs> listen, festivals are nice, but have you tried talking? <laughs> have you considered? <laughs> oh, good, very good. So the world's atropos is a feeling in the air, a general vibe of what the future holds. It is not certain by any means. We'll find out at the end of the game if it came true. Um. <laughs> yeah, we sure will. <laughs> um, the next step is to pair desire with an event. The desire card is a card that you'll earn over the course of the game by queuing events. Events are scenes described by the event's name, a conversation, a cataclysm, a gift, and these are on the left side of the board here. Um, mm-hmm. I've put two cards into each of these. The scene will start with the two cards we stacked in the event slots. In this step, you'll pair your desire card with the event that best aligns with your plan. When the event paired with your desire is queued during the game, the spotlight, or narrative focus, turns to your character as their desire finally presents itself within their reach. You'll have the opportunity to narratively earn your, your desire card by playing cards from your hand in these ensuing scenes. To set this up, answer the following question. Considering your plan, what event will you play to get your desire? Place that desire card on the event stack face up. So our desire is the chasm, right? The sort of getting to the bottom of things mm-hmm. and emptying the well. And the way that we intend to do it is vitality to the dying, venge- uh, life to the dead, vengeance to the wounded. Parting as hard as possible. <laughs> so um, the events are an invitation, a wager, a challenge, a gift, a revelation, a cataclysm, a conversation, an ultimatum, a trial, a duel, a vision, a sabotage. None of these is a rager. <laughs> um, well, a cataclysm could be. <laughs> oh, you know what? Now that you say it, either that or a gift. It could be a gift, yeah. Hmm. I like I like a gift in the context of sort of giving until you're spent. Hmm. Ooh, yeah. Uh huh. Cataclysm is sort of a, a larger scale thing, feeling like until until something terrible happens during during the festival. But I feel like I feel like a gift is right. Okay, if you're if you're good with that too. Yes, a cool. gift works. Then I'm gonna put that oops, on top, and then the rest of these go into the arbiter's deck. So I'm gonna collect these into a stack. 
So pair the world's desire with, with an event. Place the world world's Atropos card face up near the deck. So this goes up here. Uh, collect the rest of the world's facet and fate cards into a stack. Shuffle it and cross the world's Atropos card with the deck face down. This is the Arbiter's deck. During the game, you'll take turns playing cards from the Arbiter's deck to simulate the world's reactions for your fellow players. When playing a card from the Arbiter's deck, use the world's characters and complications to add complexity to your characters' lives, refer to NPCs and desire cards for re reference and inspiration, leave hooks for your fellow players, and be careful you don't solve the problem just as you've introduced it. When you draw a card to answer a question, shuffle that card into the Arbiter's deck. If the Arbiter's deck gets thin, ask questions and draw from the deck to replenish it. So I'm going to flip those cards and pretend that they're shuffled, because that's the best I can do. <laughs> roll 20. Mm. <laughs> and stick them over here. Nope, oh, that's messy. That's uh, okay. It's okay to be messy, I think. Um, okay. Messy is fine. At least I sure hope so, because God knows I'm messy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> like, big same. Um, okay, so before moving into character creation, let's check in. So, to go further into uh, the de details, we sort of introduced this at the top, but I should, you know, actually explain what it is. Um, so, check-ins can be requested by anyone at any time, and are integrated into the game at the end of, of world creation, character creation, introduction, and after every scene. You can call for a check-in if you spaced out for a second and need a review of what just happened, want to address something that made you uncomfortable, or had an idea you wanted to add to something. Call for a check-in to review, hang on, what just happened? Revisit. I'm not comfortable or satisfied with this. Can I add, subtract, tweak, or really, and um, revise? I'd like to flip, replace, discard this card or aspect of the story. So uh, for, hmm, how much of this should I go into, actually? Because I, 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 I definitely have a lot of writing here, but like, I don't have to read all of it. Um, that's your call. I'm a big fan of reading the book out loud. Like, me personally, <laughs> when I was getting the layout for Exodus done, Jay mm. asked me, so how much of the rules are supposed to be read out loud? Because looking at it, it looks like you said all of it. And I said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just read all of it out loud. So Fair. like, I'm with it if you want to just like paragraphs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to? Or you can, or we can trade can... off. I can pick up where you leave off. No, it'd be it'd be really great if we alternated. Um, so, do you want to yeah. read a uh, review? Uh, review, uh, review the scene. Ask any clarifying questions you need, from as broad as "Can you explain what you did again?" to "Just to be clear, you're flying the king's banner during all of this, right?" Players answer questions either with a short explanation by drawing for the deck for the answer, or by saying "We'll find out" to leave it as a mystery to unfold. Revisit. Rarely do we get everything perfect the first time. Revisiting is about coming back to the first draft with a thoughtful eye. Revisits are not limited to the contents of the scene and can stretch all the way back to world creation. I don't think the lighthouse keepers are really the focus here after all. I think this is about the sirens on the cliff face. You can address moments you're not comfortable with. I'd rather the knight be inter interested in my princess for something other than her viability for marriage. I'm not okay with the pilgrim dying in the scene, or I'm actually not as comfortable with body horror as I thought. We've all been there. Yeah, and punch up scenes with additional details. Also, the face of the trickster's mask looks so familiar because it reflects who you wanted to be when you, you were younger. Actually, I'm going to try that line again. I don't think that's what my character would say. And lastly is revise. Uh, this move goes hand in hand with revisiting. Here, you can alter or redact things that don't feel right, you're not comfortable with, or don't match the tone of your story by flipping cards. For example, on further thought, I want to use the protector side for the alpha instead. 
Replacing cards, for instance, I'd like to replace Holy Stricture with Lonely Aria from my hand to steer the story away from culty religious vibes. And discarding cards. Uh, the backstabby parts of Quiet Knife don't really match our adventuring story, and it kind of creeps me out whenever it's played. I'd like to discard it. Though, note that discarding a card does not mean shuffling it back into the deck. Discarding a card means removing it from play entirely by putting it outside the play area, off the table, back in the box, or underneath the X card, so that it doesn't come up again by accident or otherwise. Uh, revising details may lead to large shifts in the story. That's good! The canon you're building together is mutable and flexible, and it will come away from these changes a better story. Replay the scene with a new take, and move forward with these changes in mind. If a card you like or you played is the subject of a revision, take a breath. Give yourself some distance between you and the story. Then, listen to your friends' concerns and ideas with good faith. Keeping your friends' trust and well-being at the forefront, accept their changes graciously. If they're receptive to suggestions and if is bolded, offer them options to choose from or collaborate on a change that you both like better. If nothing needs to be changed, the check-in is great for flagging stuff you're excited about, adding details you just thought of, and celebrating the cool things your friends are adding to the story. Uh, once you're satisfied, shuffle the deck. If you're not confident in your shuffling abilities, simply move some cards from the top of the deck to the bottom. Pass it to the player to your left. That player can then review, revisit, and revise, or if they have nothing to add, they shuffle and pass the deck again. Once it circles back to that first player, return the deck to its place on the table. Do not leave the check-in phase until everyone is satisfied with how the story is going. Spend as much time in this phase as you need. Take breaks, have discussions, hold space for each other, Take and give feedback in good faith. So let's let's check in. <laughs> um, yeah, let's do that thing we just read. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> review, revisit, revise. I, I kind of want to drill down into the time period that we're in. Like, is this a place where we have phones? Is this a, a, a place where we ride horses like as a regular thing? You can have phones and ride horses. That's true. That's true. Like, not to be, like, wishy-washy, but I love playing in the space of, why not both? <laughs> um, I do really like the space of, like, we've definitely set up, like, a medieval market town, like, mm -hmm. you know, in a small, I, th I literally use the word duchy, like, mm -hmm. it's, some it's something like that. I mean, duchies still exist, but they mostly don't call themselves that a right. lot. But, like, yeah, I like playing in that space where, like, we have exactly what the story needs, and mm -hmm. it, it's okay if it's contradictory. That said, I'm leaning closer to Middle Ages Renaissance than to modern day. But also, I don't think this is our timeline. Mm -hmm. Oh, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, play with it is is how I'm feeling about it. Cool. Um, and like, if we go with something and then we're like, huh, that really doesn't fit. Maybe I don't have a ham radio in my, like, <laughs> but now that I've said it out loud, having a ham radio, kind of like, in my, radio. like, cupboard would be very cool. <laughs> yes. So, like, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. I think, we'll I think it. it's that sort of, we'll, we'll figure it out as we go. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, I think that's my only stipulation. I'm really excited about this phantom of festival that descends on a town. That's, like, exquisite to me. I'm really excited about this. It's, it's, huh, it's good. It's good. Um, anything you would like to review or um, revise? So just to get my bearings. Yes. This year seems like it will be the year that our town has this. What is this festival called? Oh, is it just gosh. the festival? Like. 
we can do better, right? We can do better, yeah. Uh, do um, you, do, do we draw for it? I was gonna say, should we draw for it? Yeah. How do we do that? <laughs> How do you? Uh, one second. Let me uh, see. spindle wheel based deck. Do I just hit the button that says draw? Uh huh. Dr- click and drag. Uh, click, click and drag. Yeah. Click and drag a card from the. There we go. Click drag to deal. Gilded lily. Fashion and flourish, high court grandeur, as sweet as it is absurd, or, whoops, that's not how flip card works. How do you flip it upside down? Um, if you click it, it'll give you, like, a little, it'll stick its little leg out, and if you just sort of click and drag that, you can... Oh, you just literally have to just spin it. Got yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, gutting a clock to wear its gears, stolen relics as children's toys. Oh, those are both very strong! <laughs> gift as sweet as it is absurd Uh, and we've already put chasm on a gift haven't we yeah we have so we kind of have to go with (laughs) fashion and flourish high court grandeur a gift as sweet as it is absurd i love the idea of changing what gilding the lily means in this story yeah to be the 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 gift as sweet as it is absurd to like you you have beef with this person. Do you wanna do you wanna gild the lily with them? Oh, oh my god! Is that how you do it? Mm. Is that part of the like defusing tensions of this? Is that you have to give you have to give like everyone a gift? You have to give everyone a gift, right? Mm-hmm. And if you've got beef with someone, you have to give them the best gift. Yes, and yours has to be better than theirs. <laughs> <laughs> right have you ever um run I, I, this probably happens actually a lot more often than that but like when you do like a garage sale and your neighbor also does a garage sale and at the end of it you're just sort of trading stuff you're not really getting rid of anything right you're just like okay i didn't sell this dresser and they're like oh damn i need a dresser and you're like cool because i could really use a busted drill <laughs> and they're like i got a busted drill yes but it's it's the opposite of that, where it's so combined with oh, what was the oh, I, I I'm not going to get the wording right uh, without the card in front of me. Um, the the which one was it? Was it the plan? I think. Oh, uh, vampire. Um, the... no, it wasn't vampire. Then it was shoot. That's the problem with shuffling that is the, the problem, wall yeah. into the uh, a sharp tongue, a cruel sense of humor. It was right. witch. It was mm-hmm. witch. A sharp tongue and a cruel sense of humor. So you have to... A gift as sweet as it is absurd, but also fashion and flourish. You have to give the best gift uh-huh. so that they can't say, you gave me an unworthy gift, while at the same time being the biggest fuck you that you can <laughs> give them. <laughs> right? Oh, a gift as sweet rules. as it is absurd. Uh-huh. It's not even like white elephant. It's like, what can I give you that you will understand as a fuck you? But that if you like go saying, oh, well, you didn't give me a good enough gift. Everyone will be like, that's a great gift. What are you talking about? (laughs) Oh, that's so good. I love the Gilded Lily. So good. So yeah, we think this is going to be the year that the Gilded Lily comes to our town. And we are... Neighbors? Question mark. We haven't done characters yet. Yeah, but but we're narrowing the focus down to how our 
how our tensions have overflowed and how we will try to this festival that <laughs> there have been warnings and every and like everyone knows that there's going to be some unheeded warnings here. Mm-hmm. The common wisdom, at least for those in the know, is that this is jagged rocks, not a uh, safe harbor. But uh, yeah, the festival is coming and it will be time to drink from the uh, same poisoned cup as your enemy. Perfect. All right. If you're happy with with everything so far, th- I think so. I don't think I have any revisions to make. I think we're good. This is good. Sweet. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> um. Next is character creation. So I've laid out oh, uh, two boards. Which one would you like, left or right? Um. I'm gonna take left. All right. I'll take the right. So we're gonna flip these five facet cards, and individually we will interpret our own characters, um, with the core as the self. Oh. <laughs> oh! That was a noise. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking at my cards here. No problem. Oh! Jesus Christ. So give him a readover. When you feel ready to talk about him, uh, go right ahead. <laughs> okay, I've got ideas. Um, what about you? I am. I am still kind of not sure, but uh, you should. You should tell me your ideas. I want to hear about your character. So, my core, my central identity, the self, mm-hmm. is Polaris, an immutable fact, an immovable object. And my crossing is adversary, proud, venomous, obsession unswayed by reason or patience. Or, a childhood rival, a worthy opponent, and a moving finish line. I'm kind of more leaning towards a childhood arrival, hmm. a worthy opponent, or a moving finish line, depending on where you end up mm-hmm. with your character. Certainly, I'm an obstinate person, <laughs> um, not necessarily assuming that that has something to do with our conflict, mm-hmm. but I can be very particular. <sighs> Obsession unswayed by reason or patience. Yes, I have a special interest. Yes, why do you ask? <laughs> um, but also, uh, childhood rival, a worthy opponent, a moving finish line. I, again, given an immutable fact, an immovable object, mm-hmm. I think I I might have to go with proud, venomous, obsession unswayed. Obsession unswayed by reason or patience is good. <laughs> My desire I uh, is Lonely Aria. Um, I've gone with an opera abandoned, a novel left unwritten, a haunting undescribed. My plan, how I intend to get my desire. I think I'm going to actually go, uh, it's Tender of Blooms, and I'm going to spin this real fast and go with a gardener, a florist, a teacher. Hmm. My boon is Fortuity, a chance encounter, a lucky ticket, and a second chance. I'm going with that side of Boone, for sure. Mm. For my Bane, Bandit can be Highwayman, Robber Baron, Wealth Taken by Fear and Force, or Gold-Hearted Thief, Lover of Justice and Defiler of Law. I love Good-Hearted Thief. Love me a Defiler of Law. (laughs) But as what works against me, Mm -hmm. Highwayman, Robber Baron, and Wealth Taken by Fear or Force sounds stronger. So... Are we, like, next-door neighbors? Do, like, 
I kind of like the idea of we don't so much share a garden as we both have half a garden. Mm-hmm. And we have an unspoken agreement that if I will do, if I will take care of that half of the garden, you will take care of the other half of the garden. Oh my god. And we will split the... There's a line down the... It, I'm not saying one of us one day walked out with a with a shovel and just <laughs> dragged a line down the middle of the garden and said, I will do this half and give you what's yours. Mm-hmm. But if someone did that, it was probably me. <laughs> and so what I want most with the Lonely Aria is probably to finish it, right? Mm. I don't know what it is yet. A haunting undescribed. Oh, see, here's the thing is I know exactly what that is. (laughs) But like, I can play a game that isn't a trans metaphor, right? (laughs) Right? You could, but like, why would you? But then like, but I don't have the metaphor yet. Okay. Don't have the metaphor yet. Um... (laughs) also i'm not saying it's that Mm -hmm. but i might be saying that whatever it is is a metaphor for that cool oh my god so here's the part where i'm going to straight up ask you Uh uh-huh if hmm so the cards will tell us whether this is a story about two neighbors from two different houses, both alike in dignity, <laughs> um, falling for each other over their garden that they refuse to keep together. But is that a story we want the cards to tell us how it ends? Oh, listen, I am I'm fully into this AU is the thing. I have read <laughs> at least 50,000 words of this AU specifically. <laughs> So, I think I'm going to lean into that if 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 you're good with that and it's definitely huh it's not a trans metaphor it's a gay metaphor. It is a gay metaphor, yeah. I don't know if it's a book she never finished writing or a or a oh it's a poem she never finished, right? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and she says every day if I could just find a muse. I just need a gardener, a florist, or a, t- a gardener, a florist, or a teacher to teach me how to get my- Oh my god! <sighs> okay. <laughs> I wish I had someone who would, someone uh, romantic who would grow roses for me, but instead I have this shitty neighbor who just won't stop growing beets, just all the- Who needs this many beets? No one. Oh, oh my God! Am I gonna write a poem? <laughs> okay, okay. Don't get ahead of yourself, Erica. Don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> You're not writing the end of the story yet. It's true. Oh. Okay. Um. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read mine. Um, yes, please. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No problem. <laughs> um. So. <laughs> I'm so glad you went first. I have so such better context now. Um, so I am definitely your neighbor. Uh, my core is second sun, a moon out of orbit, starved of companionship, seeking completion, crossed by wildfire, clearing the underbrush, maintenance to prevent consuming calamity, or air scarlet with smoke, rivers molten and glowing. So I am recently divorced, and to sort of cut ties with that part of my life, I've, I burned everything that I, I owned. 
Uh, mm. So I'm I'm here. It is a, a fresh start. I just don't have, have anything. Um, <laughs> you have a garden. Yeah, I have, I have this garden. That's 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 my that's the new thing. That's the new thing that I'm trying to do. And my boon, uh, a quiet knife, an impulse unsuppressed, an instant both decisive and incisive. I feel actually pretty good about that move. It's it's led me to interests I otherwise wouldn't have have considered. Namely, you know, beets. Just really into these beets. Didn't didn't know I liked eating them as much as I as I thought because my former partner just hated them. Just refused to to see them on the table. Uh, what works against me? Um, heat wave, the first spring thaw, a thermal updraft, a warm embrace, or dead air, oppressive heat, unrelenting drought. I definitely think that this is because gardening is a new hobby to me. I don't know how to do it. I don't, I don't know what seasons I'm supposed to be gardening for. Like that's a whole thing in 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 raising plants. Um, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, I think that I've lost several several batches uh, and attempts to my own ignorance as to like what the seasons are like and what what should be, and also just to the the whim of weather to begin with. I have a question. Sure. Which this card has brought me to. Mm-hmm. What season is this festival? Because we the way we described it is it more of a harvest time festival. Or is it a springtime, we made it through the winter, and now we have to get rid of all of our stuff so we have to work together through the summer? It's a spring cleaning festival. It's adorable. Oh, it is, isn't it? I love that. Okay. 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 That's what it is. Is this your first spring here with this garden, or your second? I mean, it says the first spring thaw, so I think it is my first. Oh, I I thought that meant the first thaw of that spring. Yeah, that's true, but it also just says that, so... Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. And also, I think think that the dead air is that, like, my house is really empty now, and it gets really, really quiet, and at night the, the house is, like, settling is really loud, and so I... Yeah, I'm disturbed by how how quiet and how empty this place is now, and yet I can't convince myself to leave. Desire what I want most um, <laughs> is sheriff, uh, peacekeeper, vigilante, justice, law in the hand of the common folk, or enforcer, honor guard, steel grip of martial law. Um, I think it's gonna be vig- <laughs> considering the like tone of sort of airing your your grievances and trying to find solutions. I think vigilante justice is really funny, uh, especially since with with the witch of like finding getting your 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 comeuppances in like small and petty ways. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's very funny to me. So it's probably gonna be that. And how I intend to get my desire is plague, a well withered curse, a broken fever, an acquired taste. They they say that the best revenge is living well, so <laughs> mm. uh well weathered curse. Uh I think that my ex still lives in this neighborhood, and so I'm part of this is like like the the part of it that's like, okay, I'm gonna excise this person and that part of my life from my life entirely is like that was the first step, but also I'm sort of continually drawn back to like, oh but look, I'm I'm doing really well and like uh, even look, I have I have a garden now. I have I can grow beets. I know how to make things with beets. What do you make with beets? Do you make borscht? Mm. Borscht, yeah. I've been making borscht is beets, right? I've is been there making... anything else? Borscht. <laughs> I've been making. I've been pickling them. Pickled beets. That's actually, a thing. actually, actually, uh-huh. there's a place near my former job mm-hmm. that one of the things on their menu is that they sell hash purples. Oh my god! It's like hash browns, but. Other root vegetables, including beets. Oh, that sounds so good. Yes. So I've been making those. <laughs> You've been making hash purple. 
Speaking of hash purples. Yeah. Like, and also, also part of it is like getting through the festival with my head held high is important to me. Of being like, mm-hmm. um, weathering slings and arrows and, and, and pettiness gracefully. Uh, a well-weathered curse, a broken fever, and acquired taste. That is, that is my goal. And hopefully mm-hmm. that will that will do some part to, to keep the peace. Like if I can sort of set an example of how to how to gild the lily well, then maybe um, maybe this won't end in fire. So that's that's me. Um, I think I should come up with a name. Uh, fuck. Me too. But also, I think. Hmm. Can I pitch something? Absolutely. If what you want the most is peacekeeping. Vigilante justice and law in the hand of the common folk. I'm definitely making what works against me be for for bandit. I'm going with gold-hearted thief, lover of justice, and defiler of law <laughs> because that's me. I am an immutable fact, an immovable object. I am proud, venomous, oh uh, uh, obsession absorbed by reason or patience, and I'm also a fucking criminal. <laughs> I've also read at least 50k of this AU. Wonderful. So this is good. This is working out really well. Um, I'm just going to lean into it and make it gay. So, uh, <laughs> I have repeatedly said in several contexts that I play games to feel sad and to kiss girls. <laughs> and god damn it if I'm not going to go for both. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, for names, I'm not there on a name. But I would love if there's a thing where I can draw a card and it will tell me. You can do that. Yep. That's a great way to answer a question. Overgrowth, a resurgence of life, nature reclaiming abandoned places, or interloping opportunist, a greedy and jealous invader. A resurgence of life. Okay, I'm going to meditate on that and do some judicious Googling. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm, I kind of also want to do that, so I'm going to draw. Keepers, wandering monks, speak truths that wound and knowledge that corrupts, or archivists quietly collecting gestures, stealing turns of phrase. Hmm. Oh, overgrowth. I know what my name is. It's Kudzu. Kudzu? Kudzu. That's really cute. K-U-D-Z-U. Oh my god, I didn't know that kudzu flowers are absolutely beautiful. Oh, really? Yes, hang on, I'm going to... Ooh, oh, this is a really good poll. Oh, you know what? You probably aren't that familiar with kudzu, are you? Not at all. So, I don't know if you may have caught on from the accent, but my kinfolk are from the South. (laughs) Uh, They're from Alabama, as a matter of fact. Mm. And down there, especially, you see a lot of... I'm going to stop lathering up the accent for a minute so I can sound smart. Um... (laughs) Listen, I keep the accent in my back pocket for effect when necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 good to have when I need it. Yep. It it was a plant that was introduced to the U.S. I think it's native to Japan and apparently much of Eastern Asia. Mm. And um, but it was introduced to the United States where it just took off. And as an invasive plant will take over, you'll be driving down the highway down south and you'll pass whole like miles where the entire side of the road, all of the trees, all of the brush is just covered in one big mass of kudzu vines. Wow. Yeah, they it grows extremely quickly. So it will take over whole big like sections of, you know, forest. 
And so overgrowth, I've got to go with kudzu. Mm-hmm. Uh, where does this card go? Do I flip it and put it with the rest of the, what's it called? Yeah. Arbiter deck? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a good place to, to keep it. What a J name. What's a good J name? Oh, time to bring out my favorite name generator. Random two word phrases. <laughs> Shuffle until I get some good J's. Where's some J's? There's not a lot of J's in this word list, actually, now that I think about it. It's not a very common letter in English, is it? Not especially. What was the card you drew? Uh, it was Keepers, which I didn't super like, but the I think I think speaking truths that wound and knowledge that corrupts was part of it that, that I was drawn to. Um, Speak truth to power. Oh my god, do we go totally on the nose with Sheriff as your desire and have your name be Justice? <laughs> yep, mm-hmm, that's it. Just... Justice what? It's gotta be another J name, right? <laughs> so you can call her JJ? Justice. Oh my god! Oh, Justice Jackpot has a good ring to it. Not not exactly a gambler. Not what you're going for. No. I know. I'm just I'm just looking at words here. I'm Justice Jacinto? Oh, I was just looking at Jacinth. There's probably Hyacinth, as in Hyacinth. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Uh, variants included Jackseed, which is kind of great. Oh yeah? Justice Jack ja- mm, I can't say it is the problem. Fuck. Uh Jackseed Justice. Mm. Jackseed Justice. No, then that makes you sound like a masks character. Yeah. <laughs> Justice as a first name is very like not quite Puritan, but like you know. Yeah, Justice Jason. I'm. I mean, J- Miss Jasonth is pretty good. I don't think I'm ever gonna say Justice Jasonth like in, in a full sentence during this. Mm-hmm. But Miss J- Jasonth is good, so yeah, that's good. Into it. All right, uh, let's read Fates. Um, so you'll go first. Um, I'll tell you all about it. Yes. So these are the three cards, huh? Nothing. I'm looking at roll 20. I was paying attention. Okay, I cool. wasn't still looking at names that start with J. <laughs> Good. So uh, the three fates are the three cards uh, at the bottom of your character sheet here. Mm-hmm. So uh, picture these as a snapshot of your character before the story starts. Uh, flip and interpret these cards one at a time. Clotho, how you begin is saboteur, the spy, the mole, mastermind of conspiracy and subterfuge. Or Gleeful Arsonist, Fulcrum of Chaos, Muse of Mayhem. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Immutable fact, immovable object, and proud, venomous obsession unswayed by reason gives me one kind of character. Mm -hmm. But Goldhearted Thief, Defiler of Law, Gleeful Arsonist, Fulcrum of Chaos gives me another, and they're in conflict in my head right now, because I know which one I, me, Erica, am and want to play, mm-hmm. but I don't think Kudzu is a Fulcrum of Chaos. I think mm. she's a little too particular for Chaos. Yeah. The Spy, the Mole, Mastermind of Conspiracy and Subterfuge. Oh my god, am I just, like, professional busybody? Maybe. With all the conflict in this town, I'm the one that you can count on to know and have kept an eye on it. Mm-hmm. You do have that childhood rival there. <sighs> do you get to play both sides of yes. adversary? Absolutely. Okay. Cool. In that case, yeah. I keep watch. I take notes. I take notes. <laughs> Perfect. Do I do my next two now, or do you do yours? Uh, yeah, you, you, do, you do all of your fates at once. All three in a row. Mm-hmm. Okay. Merchant. Bureaucratic bottleneck. Factory boss. The company's store. Or a fair trade, a need filled, 
a broker of favors. Oh, a broker of favors. Listen, you come to me and we talk. If mm-hmm. I like what you say, we might can come to an arrangement. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I am a broker of favors. A fair trade. A need filled. Mm. Uh-huh. A need filled. Uh-huh. Got it. <laughs> my current fortune. And my Atropos. Um, knight. Tilter of windmills. Teased on tradition. Malice bred by boredom. Or... A well-armed soldier, a banner bearer, a champion. Oh fuck! Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. <So>. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Interesting. So I'll tell you a little bit about the about the Atropos because it's it has uh, a special mechanical thing to it. Yes. Um, your character's Atropos may seem like a glimpse of what awaits them at the end of the game, but it's not a passive fate. Your Atropos will be your swan song, your final move. It's the card you'll play to end your story, and you'll decide what it means then. Keep your Atropos face up on the table in front of you until you're ready to play it. So yeah, you don't you don't have to, to come to mm-hmm. an understanding of what that means right now. Right. Got it. Thank you. Yep. Um, Alright, I will read mine. Um, so my Clotho, how I begin, is uh, <laughs> Leviathan. Uh, scale beyond reference, ambition outside of reason, servant to nothing, or a mindless hunger, a tireless machine, crude oil burning in seawater. Cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Is the problem mm-hmm. is that I'm extremely into it. Yep. Okay. Here's a here's a tone question, which is: Are you okay with me getting a little bit Eldrick? Uh, yes. Okay. I am. So, I have been working on something for a very long time. Scale beyond reference, ambition outside of reason, servant to nothing. Or maybe it is the, the tireless machine. And what I've been doing is, I think that, that beets are probably the, let's kind of call it a fruit, the, the vegetable that makes, makes the most sense in my side of the garden. But I've been growing weeds, I've been growing... Um, you have? Uh, weeds. Weeds. I also, I, also, I've been growing weed. Um, probably. Probably. I've been growing <laughs> um, mushrooms and, like, sort of fostering rot. And I think that's part of the contention between us, is that uh, it's really hard to keep rot on one side of the fence. It's not even a fence, is it, though? It's just, no, a, it's like, a line down the yeah. middle. Yep. <laughs> it does not. <laughs> rot does not res- respect borders. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Does not care. Uh, lack assist, my current fortune. Is the right hand of Solomon Ash, a spidering stress fracture, a tectonic slip in composure, a volcanic eruption, or patron saint of wounds endured, grievances born, grudges held? Yes, I mm. think it's the other. A thing that I have been doing is I have been taking the ashes of the things that I burned and using it as fertilizer. Mm-hmm. And also, whenever I have a bad day, I'll write it down and I'll burn it and I'll, I'll bury that in, in the garden. Um, and whenever someone slights me, I'll, I'll write it down and I'll burn it and I'll bury it, it in the garden. Mm. Um, oh, I've definitely seen you doing that. Yep. Yes, you have. I've definitely written it down. <laughs> but you haven't burned it or buried it in the garden, I suspect. Not yet. <laughs> and Atropos, how you will end. Oh. Um, Healing word, a chapbook of poetry, a shared language, unification through culture, or um, a hierarchy of knowledge and ivory tower. Those are definitely two directions I can go. Oh, a chapbook of poetry, you said? 
A healing word and unification through culture, you say? <laughs> huh. Funny that. Weird. This game is good, actually. <laughs> it's all right. Uh... Okay, so um, the next step is to pair your desire with an event. Um, and you can double up desires on an event if someone already has a card on the event that you want. Um, so as a reminder, to set this up, answer the following question. Considering your plan, what event will you play through to get your desire? Put your card on that uh, on that event, rather, face up. Is it an invitation? A revelation? A conversation? Or a duel? Duels are cool is the problem. Duels are cool is the problem. I think hmm. it's gonna be a conversation? Um, the optimist in me says it's a conversation. The pessimist in me says it's an ultimatum. But we'll find out when we get to it. So I'm going to stick this sheriff over out, over there. I'm going to say an invitation. Hmm. Cool. Keep your desire card in mind. Keep your Atropos card in front of you. Collect the rest of the Fate and Facet cards into your hand. Your hand is your character sheet. You'll draw into it to describe how you feel or change and play from it to describe what you do or say. A card does not have to keep the meaning it had when you first got it. Play your cards in any direction that you like. And we've named everything. Ground your story by making it specific. Use small hard details like raw candy. And next is entanglements. Our characters' lives are tangled together by life bonds, responsibilities, or dumb luck. To tie an entanglement with another player, declare who you want to have a tie with. Each of you play a card from your hand that describes what binds you. Uh, for example, this is what I need from you, what you want from me, why we can't avoid each other. Exchange these cards into each other's hands. So, just to make sure I'm doing this right, I want to basically take all of these off of where they're laid out, but hang on to them where I can see them all together so that I can play them? Yeah, that's probably the smarter move. Um, Roll20 has... What did you do with them? <laughs> Roll20 has a um, a hand thing? Honestly, that's the better move, because the hand is not especially useful. Can, can I just be messy and just leave them all up here where you I can should, see them? Yeah, you should just be- I'm gonna do that also. You should just be messy and just leave them on the character sheet, because, like, fuck it. Um, play a card from your hand that describes what binds you. Exchange these cards into each other's hands. Hey, wanna take my adversary card? <laughs> sure. No, no, no. You know what? God damn it, I'm going to be fucking happy here. Do you want to take my fortuity card? Sure. A chance encounter, a lucky ticket, a second chance. What does that look like? Um, well, damn, like, I <laughs> I know you were a lucky, a chance encounter, you know, a lucky ticket in my life. Mm-hmm. No. Oh. Um. Shucks. Like, I mean, that's part of it. Like, I'm leaning into it and going with the, like, no, definitely you showing you showing up in the new place next door, you know, six months ago or whatever, mm-hmm. was absolutely that. Do you need a lucky ticket or a second chance from me? Oh, probably, yeah. Why do you need a second chance from me? Um, <gasps> did you kill my garden last year? Probably, probably, yeah. This is your first spring here. It I've... was all my garden last year mm-hmm. when you moved into the empty house and started your projects. Mm-hmm. It was almost fall. I was ready to harvest. And also the best fruit and vegetables from your garden is absolutely a gilded lily you could have given to somebody. Absolutely. Yep. Um, 
for you, I think it is the um, the heat wave, the first spring thaw with thermal updraft and warm embrace. Um, I think that I have come to really cherish your friendship, and even though that like even though I'm doing a terrible number on on your garden, having your advice here, and also I think uh, a little bit of the trepidation, um, unrelenting drought probably has something to do with aha. Uh-huh, what I think is happening is I think that your plants are actually taking advantage of the fertilizer that I've been putting down, which is why of the rot of the rot that I've been putting down, which is why there is more of it on your side, I think, than there should be on my side. There should be no rot on my side. <laughs> why is there rot in the garden at all? <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm gonna be so mad at you all the time and not understand why I love it. (laughs) Oh, so good. Okay. Um. (laughs) Alright, so uh, one last check-in. We can review, revisit, or revise. Um, I'm doing good. I like what we've got. It's very silly. It's very beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good with it. Do you have any revisions? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I think I'm, I'm good with this. I'm very, very excited for this criminal and eldritch farmer to sort out our differences. housekeeping great for you. If you like the show, please give us a review on iTunes and tweet about the show using hashtag SpindlePod. This also helps people find the game, which is an open beta and which you can print and play for free at tinyurl.com slash spindlewheel dash open beta. As for meta, I won't talk too much. This was a long one, but you can't rush a slow burn. Other than tweaking check-ins for piecing the flavor, Festival is about as good as I'm bound to get it, working on my own. There are maybe a couple more episodes in this module, and then... What I'd like to do is switch to some of the other Spindlewheel games, like some of the micro games, like uh, Detective and Meet Me in the Field of Honor at Dawn, and maybe a long-form campaign if I can get a crew together. In the meantime, thank you to Mike for the interim theme, Golden Threads and Mist. You can find him on Twitter, at me and ampersand. Let's get back to the show. table in three rounds. Um, round one, ask another que- uh, ask another player a question about how the world reacts to their character's presence. That player draws a card from the deck to answer, then shuffles the card into the Arbiter's deck. So I can go first as an example. Um, oh, uh, I'm sorry. I did have one thing that I wanted sure. to ask about what we've set up here before we, before we go into that. Unless I'm putting the cart before the horse here. Um, but, so, so, if the whole thing is that we have these two factions and the tension boiling over in the community, Mm -hmm. and if I'm a bandit and you're, uh, uh, uh... Vigilante. Uh, what's the word? Uh, sheriff. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, vigilante, but, you know, I drew bandit and you drew sheriff. (laughs) We did do that. Is that, 
is that is that the conflict here in our community? Hmm. Like, is that the core conflict? Do we abstract that out another layer? It's not just, you know, cops and robbers. It's people aligned towards fewer rules and people aligned towards more rules. <laughs> that would that would make our personal conflict very funny. Um Yes. I yes, I th- actually you know what? Let's let's square that out here because this is a good place to do that. Okay. Um, okay. This, this, That's this, kind of what I meant by am I putting the cart before the horse. So let's no, find out. You have put the cart in front of the horse where it belongs. Um or behind the horse rather. Behind I don't know where, where carts go. This is fine. <laughs> uh so this is all about connecting your character to the world. So, like, if we sort of ask each other, like, or I can, I can ask you, and you can do what, what's your question, what, what you want, but like, what is other than sort of a uh, rumor collector and quiet saboteur to the light of day? What is your position? What is your role in in uh, this community? Hmm. You can you can draw um, to answer that. Yeah, I will do that. Mother of monsters, life spoken into the world, volatile and unfamiliar, or a vengeful force purging the poison from its home. Fuck. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Wow, what do I do in this town? (laughs) Shit. Vengeful force purging the poison from its home. Who's the poison and where is its home? Oh, that's definitely the first two lines of my poem. <laughs> I don't think I don't I love this card. I don't think I can use it. Mm. I don't know how. I'm very open if you see a pitch here, if you see something good for Kudzu. Well, life spoken into the world is an interesting point here. Um Oh. Uh, mm. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm a namer. You have a baby and you bring it. And I take a big book down from the biggest shelf. And I thumb through it and I cluck and I murmur to myself. And I don't name the child. Mm-hmm. I give you some good options. Mm. With a look over the top of my glasses at you. <laughs> I'm a little older than I think this character is then. Mm, yeah. I'm definitely, like, I'm not totally gray, but I'm definitely going gray. Like, streaks of it. Oh, plus, plus you. Yeah, no, I I know what I like. I mean, <laughs> I know what I can mm-hmm. listen. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Good. yeah. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Can you make pink dye out of beets? You can probably make pink Absolutely. dye out of beets. Absolutely. I mean, that it'll stain regardless, right? Right. Oh, my God. So no, good. I'm not declaring that this is so, so that we can have a scene of you giving me a beet and me dyeing my hair with it. Maybe. <laughs> okay. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not declaring it as having happened, is what I'm saying. Cool. Um, so I'm going to flip this and put it in the arbiter's deck, and then you can ask me a question. Why do you suspect me? Or, if you know, why did you pick this house knowing? Hmm. Dippold's lens. A misdiagnosis, a lack of direction, a paralysis of choice. Oh! Or a change in perspective, a clarifying of vision. Oh! Well. 
Oh my god. Okay. It is, it is both of these things. One is, I'm not sure it is actually you, and I'm here to confirm. And the other is that I'm not sure that you're wrong. And I have some conflict within myself about that. Uh-huh. So you suspect, but don't know mm-hmm. that I'm... The gold-hearted thief. Yeah. Right. Oh, fuck. I, I can actually just do that, actually. What are you... Okay. What are you stealing? <laughs> what is the law that you are defiling? I... So. Uh-huh. I am explicitly not a Moriarty in the mastermind sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did get saboteur, didn't I? You did do that, yes. But it's... I know the right people to talk to. Mm. I'm a matchmaker. I'll find you a name. <laughs> so good! You come and talk to me. You whisper the right words in the right ears. Uh, and I'll whisper a name in yours. Mm. I'm not in charge because I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to keep a garden. <laughs> And write a poem. Yep. And name some goddamn babies. <laughs> but my vines are spread all throughout this town. Perfect. Okay. Um, round two is draw a card from the deck into your hand. Read the card aloud to the table and use it to reflect on something that worries you. Once everyone has reflected, play a card from the Arbiter's deck. Describe how this card's effect on the world plays on your anxiety. So first, uh, draw a card from the deck into your hand. Would you like to go first on this one? Yeah, I'll do that. Because I want to watch it happen a little bit. (laughs) Legit, legit. So, apprentice, bright-eyed, strong-willed, attentive, ambitious, or resentful, bullheaded, complacent. Um, I think that's something that worries me is, do I have an apprentice or am am I the apprentice? I think think this this, um, has more to do with my day job, which, did I establish that? What was the question that you asked me? Did you ask me a question? Yes, I asked you why you pick. Like, do gotcha. you know that I'm a crook? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. If so, why? You know. Yeah, I, th- I think I, I think I do have have an apprentice, and I, I worry that I'm not in a good place to teach them things. That like they will watch me work, and they will watch how I live, and they will learn the wrong lessons from it. Um, and and I'm to clarify. Uh huh. Is this is your day job sheriff? Or, I mean, not the sheriff, but the sheriff card? Or? Um, it is my desire, so I don't think I'm there yet. Um, oh, okay. But it Got is you. something I'm I'm definitely in- interested it's in. It's your desire to become that, not your desire to, since you are that, fulfill it. Hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's, I think it's like a little of both, but it's like, I don't, I don't have it yet. I'm so like, you're I don't a have... wannabe cop. Got it. <laughs> yeah, the best kind. <laughs> um, you know, a wannabe cop with uh, Eldrick connections. It's this. This will pan out just fine. I feel like. No, I don't know. I don't. I'm not actually super into that. Um, I'm actually gonna draw for what I what I actually do here. Um, because I don't know. Mm-hmm. Flood, bringing reservoirs, high tide, and outpour of riches, or constant rainfall, hair trigger landslides, a valley submerged. I like an outpour of riches. I think that what I do is I make silos. I make the reservoir. Mm-hmm. So like the all all the gilded lilies that you're saving up from harvest, I can help you make sure that they last until the spring and uh, that they're like in good condition. And um, I think that I, I do a lot of repairs 
and things like that. I think that's that's more what I want to be doing. Yeah, I I, I think I want to ease off of the sheriff as a um as like a lawman kind of thing. Okay. Still vigilante justice. I'm still there and like peacekeeper, but like. I, th- I think also part of that peacekeeping is um, when when it comes time to gild the lily, you will have the best possible supplies to do so. So you won't be putting yourself in such a bind in order to, to make that gift. Interesting. I, th- I think that's, yeah, that's, that's what I want to do with it. I'm going to flip that and stick it in the apprentice deck because I used it to answer a question. So yeah, my apprentice uh, is, I think... You know what? I'm going to I'm going to draw for them. Um so when a non-player character is, is introduced, we can mm-hmm. uh draw two cards and cross them like we do with the core. Um and we will use these cards to build a picture of the NPC's personality and motivations. Oh. Oh my god. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Whew. So unicorn, rare and wondrous, skittish frame stilled with a, t- a calm touch, crossed by Ferryman's toll, um a mysterious benefactor, a gold coin under a corpse's tongue. Um, or a class divide, an unavoidable cost, a lock with a lost key. I really like a lock with the lost key and a gold coin under a corpse's tongue. I think that my apprentice is well younger than me, and also very very talented, but very shy. Uh, skittish frame, stilled with a calm touch. And you are training them to what exactly? Um, I think I think I'm I'm training them to do what I do, which is build and maintain and restore uh silos and like cold storage and You're a cellarer. I'm a cellarer, yes. I make I make cellars. Wonderful. Justice the cellarer? Justice the, Hmm, that's hard, huh? Justice the cellarer? That's that's <laughs> No, I love it. Justice uh Jason the cellarer. Justice Jason the Cellarer. <laughs> oh, it's good. Also, also a good acting warm up if you need a tongue twister. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Justice Jason Cellarer. Yep. <laughs> uh, so I think that they come from money, but they are locked out from it. Uh, that that might have been because they're estranged or because of like death in the family. I don't think I've ever like gotten a straight answer from that. Um, but they do have a little bit of uh, subsidence subsidies. Nope, not that stuff. They've got stuff. They're 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 doing okay. So, um, uh, what's this person's name? Um, I kind of like just ferryman. Okay, like a like a a last name or something. And they probably have a first name, but they don't go they don't go by it. Um, F e r r i m a n. Okay, yeah, ferryman. So that's my apprentice. I'm worried that I'm not teaching them super well, and that they're le- they're learning the wrong lessons from my my small implosion of personal um, problems recently. So that's me. That's my that's my reflection. That took a All minute, right. but it's still useful. So, yeah. Um. No, it's good. Um. So now I draw from the deck into my hand. Yep. A raised glass, a new bond forged in remembrance of those who have been lost, or a canteen passed along the trench, a drink shared with an old friend. Reflect on something that worries me. I mean, is it just the festival? I'm... Oh. Oh! So, what you want as a quote-unquote sheriff, Mm -hmm. you said, was more keep the peace than to... Maybe I'm not... Because I might have an idea that I'm just, like, against the festival. I'm like, no, I don't want it to happen. Mm -hmm. And that's the divide. The bandits who are like, no, let's settle things our way. Mm, Yeah. 
Yeah, I think, yeah, that, that actually clarifies my, my desire a lot better. Uh, the law in the hand of the common folk is, I, I think, where I'm leaning. Like, I really want this to happen so that we can resolve some of this tension. And but, here's the thing. Uh-huh. The people in my faction believe, no, let good old-fashioned, you know, we can make a deal here. We can work this out. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other faction is like, no, there's a ritual. We know how to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been doing this for however long. Yeah. Why do you want to go and change the program? Can I offer a suggestion? What's that? It could be that your faction is actually flourishing with the old grudge. Like, because these two people won't talk to each other, you are actually taking advantage of that and making bank off of that sort of discord. Mm. Mm. So it really isn't in your interest to resolve any of those problems. So to clarify, we're not actually on either side of the central conflict, the old, the the old grudge. Mm. We're just on opposite sides of what to do about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think, hey, listen, things are going all right. People can't <laughs> talk to people, so people got to make a deal under the table. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and. You're like, no, we have to get this out in the open and talk about this and have a big thing to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense to me. So yeah, I'm apprehensive about this. Does everyone know the festival is going to happen at this point, or are we still just hoping? I think by now we know, right? Yeah, right? Like It's spontaneous, but it's not that spontaneous. It's It's gotta happen at this, at this point. It's like... <laughs> but it's... some of us are still trying to be like... Does it have to, though? I think it's a little bit of dice probability superstition, where it's like, I've rolled three ones in a row. I cannot possibly get another one. I'm due for a six, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. So the next step is to, once everyone has reflected, play a card from the Arbiter's deck. Describe how this card's effect on the world plays on your anxieties. So I will flip one. Uh, Rowan Candle. Glory and glamour, a dazzling display, a garish firework. Uh, shock and awe, sound and fury, a mask slipping to reveal things. Okay, I'm I'm gonna take this one because I have a, a clear idea of what please um, what this could be, which is that while I am working, I think that my apprentice snaps at someone, and it's like swears that I use. Um, and it's like I I think that ferryman takes the notes that the the client is is describing about their seller like this needs showing up and this there's a lack of insulation here that is screwing things over and like i look at the notes later and about half of it is crossed out in in the supposition that the the client doesn't know what they're talking about which accurate but also bad for business to to just sort of dis- disregard uh, a need like that so um that's the mask slipping to reveal things of being like oh hey those are my bad habits on another person great Cool. And we should draw one for you as well, for sort of the evidence of this concern in the world. Yeah. Um, I just take the top one off the um, yeah. Arbiter's deck. Mm-hmm. Flip card. Flood. Oh. Um, constant rainfall, hair trigger landslides, a valley submerged. Or burning reservoirs, high tide, and outpour of riches. Oh, you know, it's when I look around and realize we really are through winter now. Mm. And everyone is still handing out treats like it's fall. Mm. And I realize, oh, we have too much. It's going to happen, isn't it? (laughs) This is 
This oh no. <laughs> I I see an old lady handing a sweet to a small child and my blood runs cold. <laughs> good, 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 good. Round three, engage the world by playing a card to describe how your character reacts. What do you do about it? Is this we each do that? Yeah. Okay. Um, do you want to go or me? If you have something you would like to do, you should do it. I'm looking I'll... at my cards. Um, oh, sorry, I thought we drew for this one. Whoops. Nope, you play a card from your hand. Playing a card from the hand, I'm sorry. In that case, how do I make this one I accidentally drew go away? It's gone. Cool, thank you. React specifically to the thing we just played? Mm-hmm, or... yep. Okay. Oh, I'm going to play Saboteur. Hmm. Mastermind of Conspiracy and Subterfuge. I'm going to try to put machinations in motion to keep it from happening. Hmm. I'm going to try to stop the festival of the Gilded Lily. Is that, like, just you making that resolution to yourself? Or is there, like, things that you're doing in order to do that? I'm I'm talking to people. I'm putting out feelers. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing who won't show up. Mm. You can't not show up. You can't. What do you mean? What do you mean? Am I going? I mean, I'm just saying that if you had other plans, if you were out of town, for instance. <laughs> well, imagine if you go and no one else is there. How embarrassed are you going to be? Do we get like in the like scene of the shot of me having that conversation as I say it? Like, there's dark whisperings in the corners of the room. <laughs> There's a breeze, even though all the windows are shut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that's... Because that's not good, right? No, the candles flicker just a little bit. Oh, this is a bad idea, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, Perfect. I love it. So. Oh. I think I I put my hand on Ferryman's shoulder, and I say, um, uh, I, I have a moment of cautioning them, like, mm, you know, it's, that's just bad documentation, really. Um... But I think that you've been training under me for long enough. I think that you should take this solo. I think you can handle this. Mm. And that is uh, an excessive gift, a foolish loan. Uh huh. Mm. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Great. These actions display the two fronts for storytelling, reflecting the interior character and engaging the, ex- the exterior plot. On your turn, use one card to reflect or engage. When you reflect, draw a card from the deck into your hand, read the card lodged to the table, and use it to describe how the scene makes you feel or change. Whenever a player reflects, play a card from the Arbiter's deck. Engage. To make something a canon part of the story, play a card on the board and describe how you act, what you say, or what details you add to the scene. To act on another player, put the card in their hand. And you can also ask a question. Asking a question is a free action. Ask anyone at any time about anything. If you draw from the deck to answer, shuffle that card into the Arbiter's deck. So turn order is not important. Um, players can uh, jump in and out of order as much as they want. Um, reflecting bumps the Arbiter's deck up next, but you can save that move if the players are on a roll. However, turn cycle is important, so that everyone has a chance to reflect and replenish their hand if they need to. Um, you can only play one card per turn. Disrupting a planned chain almost always makes it more interesting. And we handled NPCs. Okay, events. Once all the characters have been introduced, determine which event has been queued. The game takes place within events. Events are scenes described by the event's name that start with the two cards in the event slot. To queue an event means to indicate with character action or player prompting that you want to play it next. 
when someone cues an event, um, starts a, a conversation, tries a challenge, causes a cataclysm, etc., that player decides on an event, then flips those two cards, crossing one over the other, like the core. Use these cards to frame the scene. An event can be the focus of the story, additional uh, details to round out facts already established, or just the backdrop to the scene. If there's a, a desire card, spotlight it in the description. Then we'll go around around the table, engaging or reflecting on the scene, until it feels the scene ends, or another event is queued. We will queue events early and often. So, you are seeding dissent amongst the people, hoping that this party won't happen. And I am proposing a, a very large and perhaps foolish task to my apprentice. Mm-hmm. Which of these events do we want to queue? Mm-hmm. I might defer to you. Because okay. I'm still getting the hang of judging that. I think a wager works here. Um, yeah? Yeah, I think that between you trying to like keep this thing from happening, giving everyone the wrong address, and like <laughs> suggesting that people should maybe skip town that weekend, it's you know it's a gamble to see if that'll actually pay out. And me definitely, I'm I'm taking a gamble on Ferryman with this project. Okay, that, that makes cool. sense to me. So I'm gonna put the desire, which is your desire, actually. Uh huh. An opera abandoned, a novel left unwritten, a haunting undescribed. A poem unfinished. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh. Hmm. Okay. So there's Behemoth, an unstoppable monster paused only by heroism, or a herd of giants, bounties of wolves, blight of flora, and Ophelia's garland, a wilting flower crown, a dubious honor, a sickly and desperate faith, or allow those who crowned you to change who you are. Oh, damn. I think I like allow those who crowned you to change who you are to be the upright and then have behemoth crossing. Okay, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Which side is upright? Well, or for, does it? For, for crossing, you can pull No, I meant both. for Ophelia. Oh, oh for Ophelia, I definitely way. think it's allow those who, who crowned you to change who you are. Well, mm, you know, you make a good point, because a sickly and desperate faith or a dubious uh-huh. honor is also a- interesting. A wilting flower crown at the festival of the gilded lily? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You're not wrong. <laughs> oh, in that case, I might put Behemoth as upright because I think the blight to flora of of this big raucous uh, festival. Oh, um, I oh. think tends to because because it's it's a festival to the end, right? Like it ends when we have we nothing left. <laughs> uh huh. Absolutely a blight to flora. Um. And probably bounty to wolves, right? Like it's not safe to put everything you have out out in the open like that. Like I'm I'm certain that makes a town a target, you know? Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, would you mind reading the section on desire, which is uh, on page yes twenty eight? Uh, when you cue an event that has a desire card on it, that desire enters the spotlight and is the focus of the scene. Once a desire card has been spotlit, it becomes available for its player to earn. Place the desire card at the top of the board. Someone else describes the obstacle between the player and their desire. You can only earn your own desire card. For example, uh, my desire card, Black Book, is on the conversation event. When I cue a conversation, another player flips that event's two cards, spinster and princess, and crosses them, describing, after a long day with her people, you find the princess in a secluded nook, the black book in her lap. How do you talk her into giving you the book? When the player can convince the table they've earned their desire, they take the card into their hand. If not, the desire card stays at the top of the board until the player earns it. It is not cleared. 
Okay. So I can describe this for you, I guess? Please. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, I think the things that you're getting back are like, no, we'll we'll just throw our own our own festival. We'll do our own Gilded Lily thing. They don't have to come. And it's like, that was the point of your excursion. The point was to make sure that no one came at all. So it, it backfires a little bit on you, a, a dubious honor. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this this thing, this thing is absolutely going to happen. Um, and I think the opportunity here that leads to this lonely aria is a sign. It's a flower that you planted on your side of the garden, suddenly sprouting on my side of the garden, and flourishing. Huh. I recognize that it's a sign, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So... To do something, I have to play the card. I can't yep. just, right? Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Just trying to get a hang for the narrative latitude here. And the answer is no, that's what the cards are for. <laughs> the narrative latitude is infinite within the card, mm-hmm. which I love. Okay. Um, I can actually add to that, I think. Oh, yeah? Which is that, so rumors have been going around the town, and I'm not... I'm I'm definitely privy to them, um, and mm-hmm. I think that I come to you and I'm like I I think I'm I'm just doing the rounds anyway to like uh, check up on people and see how their stores are doing and um, making sure that their lilies are as gilded as they're gonna get, and I I have heard the rumor that you are part of you're you're gonna be part of organizing. I haven't heard the the whole like excluding half the town part, but I have heard. <laughs> That um, your organization is is interested in throwing part of the Gilded Lily, so do not have an organization, uh, you know. <laughs> and I think it is. I want to help. A moon out of orbit, starved of companionship, seeking completion. Like, I I know for for sure. You know, the the last town I was in, I was just sort of a bit player in in organizing it, and I'm aware of how huge a task it is so i want to be able to to, i want to be helpful you want to help me organize the festival yeah you want me to organize the festival are you are you not is that's what everyone has been saying that you are so like if i got that wrong i'm I'm very sorry i um (sighs) okay so let me talk this out for a second. Uh-huh. Do I play Tender of Blooms, a gardener, a florist, a teacher? Or do I play Heatwave, the first spring thaw, a warm embrace here? Good questions. Um, I'm going to play a Tender of Blooms because mm. that's my plan hmm. to, to get my desire, wasn't it? Yep. So I'm going to play that. I'm going to play a Tender of Blooms. And I will admit that I have not thrown a festival before. Hmm. If you can throw a festival half as well as you can grow my flowers, (laughs) I might have something to learn from you. Well, um, I think it is... Okay. I excuse myself for a minute, and then I come back with an armful of uh, of books and binders. My and... Eye, my eyebrows shoot way up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, books, you say? Binders, you say? <laughs> there's binders and books in throw. I think I, I I think I do say there's binders and books in throwing a festival. 
<laughs> and I, I'm clearly slightly making fun of myself, but also, like, clearly, like, oh, okay. Uh, God, I forgot what I was going to do. Um. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's fine. Uh, a broken fever and acquired taste? Uh, I think it is. I bring them over and I spread them out and I'm like, okay, uh, a spreadsheet is an ugly thing, but once you have acquainted yourself with it and know how to use it and understand what you're using it for, then it can be really, really useful, especially for organizing and for scheduling and for, you know, uh, making sure everyone is on on the same page, you know, literally. And, and I, like, hold, hold up a, a page. This whole time, I have been on the very edge of interrupting you tell you i know what a spreadsheet is <laughs> but the moment you like hold it up i'm just like i laugh the tension breaks and i'm like you do spread a good sheet uh you could do you alphabetize ever i i i, I try to if you organize the entries I see here where you have them. Oh, I see. They're alphabetized by profession. And I like sit down with the sheet and I'm like actually going over it. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm looking through it and I don't have. Oh, how do I? Oh, wait a minute. Bureaucratic bottleneck, factory boss, the company score. No, I think this is a fair trade here. I think Mm. I'm going to play a merchant. Not trying to move the aria. You stay put. (laughs) <laughs> a fair trade here and i think as i sit down and go over your books at some point i sort of stand up and i grab one of mine and mm-hmm. i take it down and i open it up and like soon we're both sitting there going through the books and oh like my God. what is it that i find what book do i find and bring out that is just what you need which is a need filled and a fair trade for what you're um you're like, oh, you have a book of... Of this thing, which I'm going to draw for, because I'm not sure. Oh, wonderful. Changeling. An odd blessing, a mystery, unquestioned, a strange pallbearer. Um, a stranger behind a familiar face, unpredictable and uncontrollable. Oh, let's see. What you do is you name, right? Yes, um, I'm a namer. Babies, businesses. Ooh, yeah, absolutely. I was just thinking babies, but absolutely. I name whatever you need me to name. I think that this is like the the odd blessing of Mr. Unquestioned is kind of where I'm going here, which is to sort of uh, keep back into a merchant with a fair trade and a need filled. It's, um, and especially a broker, broker of favors, which is like... Mm-hmm. Um, which is also what I do. Mm-hmm. I think this clears up a bunch of questions I hadn't even thought to ask about, like, what happens in this town. It's like, I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time putting it to words. It's like, Mr. Unquestioned a Strange Pallbearer. Oh, oh. Hmm? It's a record of stores and harvests. I feel like I would know that is the thing. Ah. That's probably what I'm offering to you, actually, because I've, I'm doing these rounds anyway. I, I think what it is is fuck. I had it for a second and then I forgot it. I'm so sorry. Um, like a, a thing that I was sort of playing with was like a, a chart of grudges across the town that like we could align oh. with with the thing that I know, which is the stores that people have. Um, so like I I know that these these two people have beef and that this person has an incredible thing that they could offer as a gilded lily to, to put that to bed. But um, that would empty their store, so then they would have nothing to give to this other person, and 
And we sit there and we realize that, like, do we get, like, the same moment where both, like, is it that there's not enough? What do we find in this web of grudges and stores and cross-reference them? What do we see that no other two people could have sat down and compared notes and have found? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. The strange pallbearer. This is, this is gonna be the end of this town. Why, though? We talked about how some of these in rumor have been bloodbaths. Mm-hmm. What gets us to a strange pallbearer here? Well, like, if you don't have... Like, even if you if you traded a gilded lily you just got to someone else to try and, and appease all of these grudges, like, you still wouldn't have enough to placate these things, to put these uh, conflicts uh, behind you. So even though we're at a glut, it's still not enough? It's been too long? Yeah. Oh my god, is this the moment where I, where I like, realize that this is why we can't have one? Mm-hmm. Is this the moment where you realize this is why we can't have one? Yes, absolutely. You're like, oh, wait, shit. If we just keep stabbing each other in the back and, like, some petty bullshit, we'll, we can keep going. But this will all bleed out. This will all spill over. Yeah. If, if we put a name to it, it's, it's over. Yeah. Uh, brimming reservoirs. Mm-hmm. High tide. Ah. Uh. I, I love this like this parallel of like us sitting sitting close to each other and going through all these things and being like if we put a name to it we'll kill it. <laughs> uh-huh. And then I think Oh no wait, I just played one. Did you? Yeah, you did. I don't have anything to add. We could play from the arbiter's deck. Actually, I'll I'll reflect that that feels right. Um, okay, cuz I also might have a reflection. <laughs> Fool. Close-minded and stubborn, faith born of spite, or a wide-eyed and open-hearted, unfettered by cynicism or context. I am still relatively new to this town. Like, I think I'm sort of aghast at how how deep these grudges actually go. And, like, I, I, I certainly have my own sort of inkling of it, but I had I had no idea it was like this. And so I'm, I'm considering for the first time that not having the Festival of the Gilded Lily might be better than, than two. Mm-hmm. What's that? Jesus Christ. Okay. Bad blood. Vitriol swallowed back by shame. A trap's jaws rusted shut. Mm-hmm. Oh. I feel like that's the, um... I mean, e- either of us can can take this card, but I have I have sort of a concept for Please. it. Please. I feel like this is just sort of uh, reinforcing what we found, which is that there there's a moment where I feel like you get, like, your mail or a delivery of some kind or something, and there's, like, some small talk at the door, and then that person picks up the rest of their, their bags, and then they leave, and they they cut through to specifically avoid another neighbor who's tending their own garden. Or, like, maybe fix, fixing a fence. And it's like, I think that you know specifically from, from your sort of whisper network that if these two actually had to hash it out, it would come to, it would come to blows. Okay. But today, there isn't a fight. Because the person carrying parcels um, has figured out a route to avoid that. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, do I play one or reflect now? Yep. Um, oh, you know. <gasps> Can I do a, the end of the scene as we, like, right after we part? Absolutely, yeah. I'm gonna do Heat Wave, the first spring thaw, a thermal updraft, a warm embrace. And I sit down, I close the big book of notes that I had open of all the grudges, Mm -hmm. and I carefully put it back up on the shelf. 
and I take from next to it a thin, small volume with a piece of string wrapped around it, like, you know, like, like it would be a piece of elastic, mm-hmm. but like, it's not, it's just a string to tie it shut, and I open it, uh, and I open my book of poems again. I, I, I don't, you never see me touch pen to paper, mm-hmm. but you see me read, but, but I read it. 